amazing update to a timeless hymn, mm. The Wondrous Cross. That's Christy Knuckles. It is Victory 91.5, and of course we understand what's wondrous about the cross is mm. not the wood, but the blood yeah. that was shed, the precious blood of the Lord Jesus. As we continue this time of teaching, here once again, Ray Haynes. And we could just play that song again, and it would pretty much summarize mm. what we're going to talk about. It's the Day of Atonement, the most holy day of the year, tied in very much with the cross, with Passover. This is the fall feast as opposed to the spring feast, but it's the picture of Judgment Day. And understand that the only reason you can come to Judgment Day confident is because of the cross, because of the sacrifice, because of the blood. All of that is tied in. Either you have confidence confidence before him or you have fear uh, and trepidation before him. So the life of the flesh is in the blood. One of the more important concepts that comes from Leviticus 17, 11. God told Moses that the life of the flesh is in the blood. Now, the Hebrew word that's been translated life there is nefesh. Is, it's the word for soul, which simply means God sees our sin in our blood. And that's a little unusual, but you just got to begin to wrap your mind around it because you need to see things as God sees them. We also see that through confession, sin can be transferred to an innocent substitute, right? The goats, specifically to its blood, since that is where the life, the soul abides. So this prefigured, obviously, the substitutionary death of Jesus for sinners. So notice the sin was transferred to the blood and the blood was poured, sprinkled, and wiped all over the sanctuary to transfer the sin to the sanctuary. So the sanctuary, if you will, accumulated the sins of the people. Once a day, once a year, on the Day of Atonement, the priest would make atonement for the holy place. Make sense? Because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgression for all their sins. And so he shall do for the tabernacle of meeting, which remains among them in their, met, in their midst of their uncleanness. All right, so that's Leviticus 16. We're going to be there a little bit. So here's a question. If a sacrifice was made when the sinner confessed his sins, and twice a day for general sins, why was another sacrifice needed later? Hebrew 9, 7 says, The sacrifice of the Day of Atonement was for the people's sins committed in ignorance or thoughtlessness. So once again, day to day in Israel, you make a sacrifice. And anytime you come with your sin, you bring a sin uh, sacrifice. And then they have just a general sacrifice in the morning and evening sacrifice. So then the Day of Atonement comes. you got to think, well, didn't we already take care of all this sin? So this specifically comes for the people's sins committed in ignorance or thoughtlessness. So all sins require atonement, just like all forgiveness follows repentance. But since these sins were committed in ignorance, repentance was determined by the general attitude and the behavior toward sin on the day of atonement. It shall be to you a Sabbath of solemn rest, and you shall afflict your souls. So the day of atonement was the most solemn of all the feasts. On other feasts, the people were to do no customary work, but on the Day of Atonement, they were to do no work whatsoever on pain of death. The Day of Atonement was the Sabbath 
of Sabbaths. And now listen to the detail here. Any person who's not afflicted in soul on that same day shall be cut off from his people. And any person who does any work on that same day, that person I will destroy from among his people. So it was a day of judgment in which all repentance of all sin, both known and unknown, was determined by afflicting their soul. This is an inward attitude. Plus, there was an outward symbol of obedience, the Sabbath of solemn rest. So keep in mind here, this this picture is us uh, by doing nothing and, and putting all our hope on Jesus by resting. We're saying, all right, I can't save myself. I I am going to afflict my soul. My my affliction is this, Jesus, it's all you. And this is a testimony to him, to ourselves, and to others. That's why we stop. That's why we rest on the Day of Atonement, because that is the picture, the perfect picture, of that all all of our hope is in Christ. So it, sim- it, it uh, symbolized their willingness to obey all of his commands. See, so he says this, How long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath. So this was a way to deal with that. So a profession of repentance or faith didn't cover all future behavior. They had to continue in repentance and submission. So a couple of verses from Romans 7 to those, or Romans 2, 7, to those who by persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, immortality, he will give eternal life. Jesus is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. And Ezekiel 18, what if a righteous person turns from their righteousness and commits sin and does the same detestable things a wicked person does, will they live? Question mark. None of the righteous things that person has done will be remembered because of the unfaithfulness they're guilty of, because of the sins they've committed, they will die. All right, so all of that wrapped together, the Day of Atonement implies that we need atonement. So what is atonement? A separation occurred between God, who is holy, and man, who is holy but sinned, and now needs a way to be reconciled to God. Adam and Eve's choice to sin made everyone guilty before God without hope until God made a way. Christ, the sinless lamb, took upon himself the sins of the whole world that we might receive atonement at one minute. That's another way of looking at that. Atonement for our sins and be reconciled to God. To accept his atonement for sin is to acknowledge one's sin and receive his sacrifice. So reconciliation is not only possible, it's called the good news. For as by one man's disobedience, Adam, many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one, Jesus, shall many be made righteous. That's Romans 5. The word atonement is used a lot in the Old Testament for sacrifices that were made for the people to be holy before God and thus at one with God. The New Testament uses the word reconciliation for atonement because that is the literal interpretation of the word. So whenever you read along in your Bible and you run across reconciliation or reconciled, that's this word atonement. Without Jesus, the day of atonement is about judgment. With Jesus, it's about reward and deliverance. Atonement is all about salvation. It's about the harvest. Don't just look inward, look outward. If you want forgiveness, you must forgive. The Lord's Prayer teaches us that forgiveness isn't optional from us either. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Speed to the to the end. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. See, it's not enough to just say, oh God, yes, I want forgiveness. It, it, it has to come with you. You have to receive the sacrifice and then give it out as well. The sabbatical year and the year of Jubilee 
uh, every Israelite would be set free from debt, slavery, and allowed to return to their own land. And he says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan and to be your God. So this was also a part of their every seven years, every 50 years, even though you had rightly got the land, it belonged to somebody else, you had to give it back. And whatever that debt was, you had to give it back. And it's a phenomenal way of God to, to teach his people the basic lessons. It's easier to learn them from Jesus, I think. So I think we win on that one. The abridged version of what you've just heard will be available Wednesday night as Ray's teaching in person at the church at Warhill in Dawsonville, right there on Highway 53. Uh, what time do things get started? In 7 o'clock, the worship begins. And obviously, we know from a time perspective, things will be a little bit different. Sure. Uh, just a distilled version, or are you going to take a particular angle in that message? or still It will wait definitely to... be distilled, but uh, there may be some things there that uh, you, cause, because we're limited of what we can always talk about on the radio as opposed to live in person. I probably will throw some things that I can only talk about there, there. Okay. And the there is at the Victory 91.5 Facebook page where all the details about hearing Ray in person tomorrow night can be found. Sure. Warhill Central in Dawsonville. You're listening to Victory 91.5. We still have more coming up. Yes. Communion House and...